Welcome to the Mary D Show. I'm your host, Mary D, here to be your guide as we extract wisdom and life lessons from top CEOs, thought leaders, artists, spiritual luminaries, and wellness experts. My intention is to bring you value in every show that sparks an idea, helps you break a limiting belief, or encourages you to create thoughts that uplevel your life so that you can know from the deepest parts of your soul that everything you want is available to you and that abundance is your birthright. In 2018, I healed from breast cancer holistically after surgery without the use of chemotherapy or pharmaceuticals. I love biohacking and plant medicine and exploring spirituality and what it means to be in relationship with spirit so that we can feel whole and complete no matter what life throws at us. My specialty in the business world is strategy and leadership, and my gift to each of you is my ability to listen so that I can help others see themselves. In each episode, I want to sprinkle you with some hope dust, tickle your funny bone, and inspire you to find your inner roar. Get ready to live your most aligned, purposeful, and joy-filled life now, and enjoy the show. Hello, everyone. Welcome to The Mary D Show. My very special guest today is Yannick Silver. He's been called a cosmic catalyst, full of maverick mischief, and also a galactic goofball. He redefines how business is played in the 21st century at the intersection of more profits, more fun, and more impact. Yannick is also the creator of The Cosmic Journal author of Evolved Enterprise, and the founder of Maverick 1000, which is a global network of entrepreneurs, visionary entrepreneurs that make a serious difference in the world without taking themselves too seriously. And in fact, it's not unusual to find him dressed as a lemur, a showgirl, or even in matching mermaid tails with Sir Richard Branson. Yannick, such a pleasure to have you on today. Thank you for joining us. You are someone that I just want to acknowledge and say, I can look back and see so many ways dots have been connected through the Maverick organization and just through the work that you do. And for the listeners, Yannick and I recently just got back from an amazing trip in Costa Rica to sit with the Bribu tribe. So we'll talk a little bit about that today as well. But Yannick, welcome to the show. Hi, Mary. Thank you. I also want to mention that Yannick has the Cosmic Oracle cards as well. And these are fantastic. So that's not quite in there, yeah. but I have to say that these are these are some of my card. favorites. Ooh, I would love that. Are we going to pull a card today? Yay. Yeah. Let's do it. Dun, dun, All right. Dun. Let me shuffle. Oh, you're really pulling one first. All right, let's do it. <laughs> oh, are you pulling on your end? Oh, go for oh, it. I was going to pull on my end, but we let's go either way on this. Yes. Okay. By the way, these are what they look like. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. All right. What card do they have for us today? Going with top card. All right, here we go. You are at the divine why point. <laughs> this has showed up a lot with the one reading I did the other day and then for me too. So, oh, you want to read it or you want me to read it? Oh, and the card is 33. Yeah, of course it is. Can I mention that as well? Both you and I have some, some resonance okay. with 33. Why don't you read it? Okay. And this is Yannick's drawing, by the way. Yannick does all these amazing doodles. He actually showed me his journal while we were in Costa Rica, and there's literally doodles on everything. So the fact that we get like some insight into your cards and your doodles is actually amazing as well. Yeah. So so the card, as you showed him, is this, is this why, and it's, it says you're at a divine why point 
And at each moment in time and space, there's a choice point. It's been called the divine why by some of the sages. You are now at such a point. Where will you go, left or right? Each branch leads to new possibilities and in turn even more new possibilities. Sometimes it can feel overwhelming until you realize how to navigate with your heart. It's not just a why, but a why, W-H-Y. What is your greatest why for where you are headed? Why do you truly want to evolve, exploring your greatest impact and contribution? And then your heart is your GPS here, navigating the journey. And the good news is there's no wrong turns or choices. You just keep getting rerouted and rerouted and rerouted back again by your galactic guides arriving at the same perfect destination in the stars. I love that. Has that meant anything to you recently? You know, yeah, I mean, it always shows up. So the, here's the catalyst around it, which is the prompt, which is what choice point am I facing right now? And what is my greatest why for navigating through it? So, I mean, just recently when I was playing with it, it was around like, how much of my art do I really lean into? And is it, you know, business plus a little bit of art or is it like really going all in on the art and more of like a little bit of business? And so how do you navigate that? And it's your heart. I say that following your heart is frequently scary, but never wrong. Mm. Oh, I love that. We're both entrepreneurs and in the business world. So it's not like neglecting our head, right? Our head is the business side or the marketing mm. side or whatever it is. I think it's like connecting your head, your heart, and then even your higher purpose and putting that in alignment. So your higher purpose is like, why, why are you here? Why'd you decide to come play in this spot at this exact time and space too? What advice do you have for someone who is an entrepreneur who is still in the, my why is a lot of things, but one of the big whys for them might still be, I need to pay my mortgage. I need to take care of my family. Like they're very much still feeling the financial side of those things, right? So like for that entrepreneur, how do they really lean into their heart when I think that the head and the logic are going to have a very strong pull of saying, well, we're going to do this because, you know, we need the money. Like, what do you say to that person? Well, you're going to be in a spot like that pretty much forever until you make some sort of change, whatever that why point is and going deeper with the why. So for instance, I'll go back, you know, I started in the internet digital marketing world in 2000 and, and did pretty well with one of my first products called instant sales letters. And that really took off and people were like, Oh, how'd you do that? Could you teach me? I'm like, okay. So then I started teaching people how to take their information and their knowledge and share that online and sell it. And. You know, there's so many places I go to these events or seminars, even if I wasn't speaking and someone would be like, oh my God, Yannick, you changed my life. I sell guitar lessons now online or, or whatever it is, how to train parakeets or, or whatever. Right. And they're like, you know, you changed my life. I'm like, oh, that's amazing. And at the same time, I had this, like, I call it cosmic alarm clock that went off and your cosmic alarm clock is usually like this little smaller, tiny voice that gets louder and louder until you either hit snooze or you answer it. And so for me, it was around a question. I love questions, right? So your questions really dictate your answers. And the question was, am I happy? Would I be happy doing what I'm doing 10 years from now? So when I was really honest, it was like, no, that's not my ultimate. And so I'm like, okay, well, what would it be? And I drew these three interconnected circles. And originally it was a dollar sign, a happy face and a heart. So it was like, make more money, have more fun, give more back. It was original sort of three parts to it. And that became Maverick. And it was like Maverick Business Adventures. It was like, all right, we're going to take my friends and other people I like on these amazing adventures. We combine it with business, combine it with some charity element. And, and there we go. That'd be my ultimate. And then about $400,000 in, my wife's like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> like, have no idea. But there's, but so at that point, 
I had already like this head, heart, higher purpose, like all the alignment stuff. I was like, some of this other stuff, I'm like, this doesn't work. I don't want this. Like I was cutting, I was just getting rid of cutting away all these other things. And so I was in the spot where I really needed the money and it wasn't working. You know, I had savings and, you know, it wasn't like down to my left penny or anything, but it was in a spot where it's like, all right, well, what are you doing? Mm. And so I connected back to my why and the why wasn't to build an adventure travel company. So I could have easily gone back. I caught like golden handcuffs. I could have easily gone back to the digital marketing world, just done what I was doing and, you know, sure would have been fine, but, mm. but I feel like your soul dies a little bit each day when you're not truly doing what you're meant to be doing. And that's that whole following your heart, which is often scary, but, but never wrong. And so the why wasn't building an adventure travel company. It was to change the way business is played. And so it was a lot of deep reflection and a lot of like self-identity that was so tied in as entrepreneurs are so tied into like, if we're successful, then our identities are positive and our net worth equals our net wealth. And, you know, like all, all these things, right? Like it's so tied in. And I was at the spot where it's like, you know, I built seven, eight different projects, all hit the seven figure mark without really trying. And then like, I had this thing that I care a lot more about. I'm like, this is not working. Like, why the hell is this not working? Right. And I really do feel like we need a new way of being as we evolve. The old blueprints don't totally work. And I had been studying personal growth transformation type stuff since I was like 17 in my car, like listening to like Earl Langale and Brian Tracy and other marketing people. And then, you know, you name it, my car be like littered with all these tapes. So, you know, I thought I was pretty well figured out, but I'm like, all right, there's something more here. And it really was this deep exploration of the why. And then again, questions, right? Like, so one of my favorite questions during this time was, what would my 111 year old self tell me? And mm. that one I answered mm. with my non-dominant hand with my left hand. And I, and I wrote, light a thousand suns, each have the potential to light another thousand suns. I'm like, yeah. huh, like that's really interesting. And then, so we changed so many things in what we're doing with Maverick, where it was like more about the mission, even more so. I mean, I already had a mission, but it was even more about that mission of change the way business is played and, and going deep. And, you know, it was just turn things around but there is going to be a spot where you have to kind of like decide, like, are you willing to let your soul die a little bit every single day, do what you yeah. think is logical and fits your brain, or are you willing to, you know, leap into the mystery a little bit more and follow your heart? Yeah. And I don't know that there's a wrong way around that. I've seen people do it both ways, tackle it both ways. And I think that what I would say is whether you're someone who decides to go all in, in the way that you said and say, forget it. I'm all in on my yeah. my purpose, my passion. Or if you're someone who's like, okay, how do I do business and keep business business, but also still continue to, to do the work that I'm supposed to do in the world? Like it doesn't have to be an and or. It definitely so does it, not have to be. An yeah, it, it can absolutely be both. Yeah. And when I think about the quality of life and I look back over even my own life, I say, what is a way that I've created? I tend to follow fun. I'm not actually yeah. not money motivated. I'm very fun motivated. Yeah. Find that that friend that if you call in the middle of the day and you're like, hey, I'm at Disneyland, want to join me? I'd be like, mm -hmm. yeah, let me cancel a couple calls so mm -hmm. I can come join you. Like that's an easy, easy play for me. But I think in following the fun and the joy, I haven't stopped doing business. I still do business, but I've found ways to continue to always, always interweave fun, always lead with fun and love and freedom. And I think that is actually the real key to a lot of the happiness versus being in my mind, oh, it has to be one or the other. Oh, I have to wait till I'm retired to travel, like that kind of oh. thinking. And so I think that's such a, a big lesson for people is that's that it does, doesn't have to be one or the other. 
Yes, that's right. That's right. Exactly. Joy is, you know, joy is this beautiful, it's one of the pages in the Cosmic Journal. Actually, I can probably find it real fast, but joy is this really beautiful, right? Like happiness is fleeting, right? You'd be really happy eating an ice cream cone and then you have like your third ice cream and you're like, oh my God, <laughs> right. but I eat that. <laughs> joy is, is this like, you feel really expansive from it. With joy, there's no regret. And the example you just gave with happiness, it's like I can be in three ice creams, but also my stomach is going to like, oh, we're feeling yeah. those three ice creams. We're not so happy anymore. Well, actually on this page, on the journal page, it says joy is your soul's GPS. Oh, yes. I equate it also to like fun and play. Like yes. You, you said fun and, you know, like play, like what, what feels play full. Yeah. I started as a copywriter, so words are really important. So I created this little creed, I guess that's playfully, purposefully, profitfully, but playfully is a, the lead, which is not, not just playing to play, which is great too, but playfully, like how do you feel fully utilized and what is your greatest way of being? And, and that's not by following your curiosity and not even having a business plan around it. But, but like you said, it doesn't have to be a burn the ships kind of approach. I remember mm -hmm. my very first thing. So I worked for my father for a long time growing up in a medical equipment, sales and service company and family business. And. I mean, long time, like 14 years old, I was telemarketing, 16, I was out on the road cold calling. And so I got these little like hints to like, oh, I should, you know, go explore some other stuff or let me do it. And I would do it on the side. And now it's even more of a thing, like these side hustles or whatever. And you can kind of see what comes out of it. I remember selling first. So I had come up with this idea. I had been doing some consulting work for some doctors and with their marketing. And I'm like, okay, there's not as much leverage there, just consulting. I'm like, what if I created a product? like a educational thing. And I had, you know, seen some other people doing this. So I had a model for it and I'm like, all right, I'm going to make it a $900 kind of blueprint for how to get more cosmetic patients. And so I wrote the ad for it first, which is actually a pretty good technique. So you had to, you know, tap into what are the, the benefits and, and what's in it for them. And then I put it out in dermatologic surgery news or something like that. Some very niche publication. I got 10 doctors raising their hands. And on the very last day of the deadline, out through the fax machine, it was like, oh, came an order for $900. And I'm like, yes, it's so amazing. <laughs> you know, when you have an idea for something and someone actually gives you money for it, right. there's no better energy. And then I'm like, oh, I have to go make this thing. Right back to them, be like, you know, your doctor, whoever, this is going to be republished, it'll be available in 30 days, your card won't be charged until then. So punched out at five o'clock every single day and just got to work at, you know, till like two, three o'clock in the morning, many nights and created that. But then that turned into a $15,000 a month income for me. And then I left my dad's business. I was mm. way more confident to, to go leave it. Yeah. So good. Yannick, I want to make sure that everyone, if they don't already know you, that they really understand what a, I don't know what to call it. I want to say well-rounded, but that just seems like too ordinary of a description. And so I'm just going to stack a few successes that I want to share. Success in business. You've really followed your own passions and your curiosities. And you do that, I feel like, as a regular practice. Like anytime you're inspired, you're in your journal, you're drawing and you're writing and you're in it. And you've also been married a long time. You have children, you've built a family and you've obviously built the Maverick Network. You know, you can call someone like Sir Richard Branson, one of your friends. And through all of that, through where you sit in life right now, as we sit on the why, what is something that you know now that you wish you had known when you were younger about this life's journey? Hmm. Well, I think I wish I would have known earlier to follow 
signs and synchronicities and, and magic. It's one of the things that taught my kids, actually. I'm drinking a little bit of cacao, and on my cacao mug is this polar bear with an ice cube, which actually means something. And we have time for me to share that story? Of course we do. Of course. So we have a, a group of essentially family values that we co-created together when the kids were a lot younger. And my daughter, who's 16 now, she's like, oh, if I knew that these were going to be used against me, I would never have done this. So they have a love-hate relationship, you know, not to like paint it with this rose-colored paintbrush or whatever that they love it. And every week we're there doing it, but it has, you know, infused itself into our family. Kind of like, you know, core values for family. Or corporation. Yeah. Yeah. Is there a placard on the wall that's like, these are all family core values? Of course there is with your drawings. Well, that that would be an even better way of doing it. We should upgrade it. But it's the 13 silver keys. And so, you know, there's 13 of them, but the last one's called Make Magic. And where that came from was we were going up to go see some summer camps for them to go look at. And we have a long drive and I'm like, hey, you know, whatever you start thinking about, it might show up. What do you want to see on the drive up? I have two kids, a boy and a girl, and they're like, oh, a horse. And the other one's like a dog. I'm like, really? I'm like, that's pretty easy. And then literally within 10 minutes, we see a dog and a horse. And then they're like, oh, that's cool. And my wife, who's a bit more sort of skeptical, likes to put the screws to me a bit. And, and she's like, mm, how about a penguin? I'm like, yeah, we'll see a penguin. And, you know, she's thinking literal penguin, like, okay, you know, funny guy, we're going to see this on the grass, you know, outside, like the way you just showed them about the horse and the the dog. But I'm like totally confident we're going to see a penguin because there's this aspect of cheerful expectancy that I, that I really connect to with when you start focusing in on something like that. And I'm like, yeah, we'll see a penguin. So we show up at the camp. And I'm starting to feel like I think it's close. And we go to the art studio where they do art or whatever. And I'm like, I'm looking around, trying to look for it. And I'm like, all right, it's not there. But then we go, we only visit one bunk just so you get a feel for like what the kids live in. We go to one bunk and there's literally a picture of a penguin that the kid made in, in art class. And I'm like, ha, there's, there's the penguin miss. And she's like, oh my God. And so on the way home, you know, I'm telling the kids the story about the penguin, obviously. And then I'm like, you know, so let's expand our, you know, what's possible. And so my daughter's always like, okay, I want a polar bear. I'm like, cool. I want an ice cube. And so there's a lot of traffic on the way home. And we ended up getting off on a random exit to try to take a back road. And then we all had to go to the bathroom. And so as we're walking into this little convenience store, there's an ice machine at the entrance and it had the cup. This. Oh, wow. With the ice cube and the polar bear. Now the kids, like they have that really embedded in. So that idea of make magic was real. And, mm-hmm. you know, these signs, synchronicities and these symbols that show up and these, these things, like they're real. And that, to me, that's the language of the universe. That's our way of communicating back and forth with the universe. And for everyone, it's going to be a little bit differently. And, and you have to like, kind of get your bearings around it. Like you're like, oh, I saw a, I don't know, this tree today. And so that's my thing. And I need to think like a tree and maybe it could be. But, you know, you, you could overthink into it or overread into it. So you kind of like keep navigating your way through and see. And then like a journal is a great spot for keeping these sort of magic, make magic things or synchronicities or yes. times are even separated by years. Like there's different layers to them. So like when I was going through that sideways period, my wife is super, super scared of, of bugs. And, and so I play ice hockey. And so ice hockey, men's hockey is really late at night. And she texts me, she's like, you know, you need to go take care of this thing. There's a book covering, you know, this thing in the hallway. So she had placed a book that she randomly found in our bedroom on top of some bug. 
I'm looking at the book. It's called The Great Work of Your Life by this guy named Stephen mm-hmm. Cope. And it's like one of my favorite books now that I you know, reread a couple of times. And it's about, you know, how, how to find your true dharma. And I had never read it before. I'm like, oh, I guess I'm about to read this now. It kind of like is encompassing the Bhagavad Gita and these other people in their lives and kind of matching them up to the principles of, of the Gita. And it was just so powerful. And I'm like, mm-hmm. all right, well, there we go. And so it had like a lot of the answers that I needed at that exact time. Beautiful. So beautiful. I love that so much. Let's talk about the Bribri tribe experience because I know everyone is so curious. I've obviously gone through mm. my own curious crowd on how was it going to Costa Rica, getting into the jungle, sleeping in hammocks for five days and eating very farm to table, like very far. Um, the most simple <laughs> farm to table you can get. There's a uh, there's heart of palm. I've never had a heart of palm like that. I was really really delicious so you all have reference they are literally taking us out into like the jungle and where they live and cutting down a tree and pulling out the insides of the tree to get food for us and showing us how to make medicine and what plants are used for medicine and things like that it was it was absolutely beautiful and we very much ate off the land for a few days what would you say yannick now that you've had some integration time had a little time to Hmm. you know come back into the world and eat a steak what are some of the lessons or what are some of the big themes that stood out for you from that trip? Yeah, it was, it was a magical trip for sure. I'll give the very, very short version, but you know, in January, 2020, we took our Maverick group to a retreat and it was all about, you know, I'd been waiting for this for a while, which is 2020 is like perfect vision. You know, we talked all about vision and one of the things we did was a cacao ceremony. And we brought in this guy who we randomly got introduced to, Ita, who the, the location had as kind of on their menu for a cacao ceremony. It's my first cacao ceremony. I'm like, you know, I had heard about it, but I was like, well, you know, whatever. But it was incredible. It's like this heart opening, incredible medicine. And I really connected to it. And then he shared the story of the Bribri Cosmo Vision, which is about this energy, Cebu, and it's actually a sloth that lives on the celestial hammock that created the universe and looks at everything as these playthings as and sends them on their way to, for their jobs and, and experiments with things, but then created humans last and then thought, well, what if they forget their divinity and their source of all? And then I'm going to give them cacao as their medicine. And so anyway, long story short, he had shared about this idea of this sloth, then became this ugly old man and then visited the cacao sisters to decide who's going to give the humans the medicine. And, and there's only one cacao sister that welcomed him, him in. And then he said, will you marry me? And and all the other sisters laughed. And then this one sister said, okay. And then he transformed back into this being of a thousand sons. And so my mission for a long time, as I said, with that under 11 year old self was light a thousand sons. We can each light another thousand sons. By the way, like we talked about synchronicities too. In, in the Bhagavad Gita, many years later, when I did read it after writing that in a chapter called Cosmic Vision, there's a quote that basically says that if a thousand suns were all arise and that at the same time that it would resemble close to that splendor of the, the mm. supreme spirit. So he said, you know, he turned back into this being of a thousand suns. And and then I had a bunch of people that kind of like laughed and looked over at me and kind of like winked. And I'm like, oh. And then the next day, someone's like, dude, no, you don't get it. Like, you need to, you know, look at this. There's something there. So sometimes other people also help reflect synchronicities or magic for us like that we don't always pick up on because maybe you're, you're thinking that you're reading too much into it or whatever or maybe yeah. you just didn't it just passed over you right like yeah. whatever the case is and so i'm like okay yeah and then like during COVID times i went back to this facilitator and i'm like yeah i feel like i want to learn more about cacao and he's like 
okay, but my wife's the real teacher. You should talk to her. And literally a day before that or two days before that, she had written a curriculum for a virtual apprentices. She'd never taken on apprentices beyond Costa Rica and that lived with her. And I'm like, all right, yeah, I'm in. And so, you know, I had no strategy, no like, oh, this is gonna be my new business or this is gonna be incorporated into whatever. And it's just like, sure. this feels really, really right. And so I worked with Cacao completely. I was always sort of nudging her. No, I'm like, hey, could we live with the Bree tribe? And she's like, no, they don't really want us there. And I'm like, oh, okay, but I'm a good instigator, nudger for sure, catalyst. And so finally she like went to the other side of Costa Rica and tried to figure out how to make this work. And, and so she had been sourcing cacao there, which is ceremonial, amazing cacao and working with Bree Bree women for seven years. So that really helped create a trust bond. But it's more than just that as it was very difficult to find the way in. She was able to make it happen. And so when we went, it was, it was amazing. It was like, I got to experience, you know, this deep connection I already had with this cosmovision and the story and this amazing medicine that it really is a multidimensional plant teacher. And some people might be familiar with other plant medicines, let's say ayahuasca or, or you know, psilocybin is more of a fungi, but, you know, in the same vein and, and other ones, St. Pedro or cannabis, like all these other ones, a lot of them can have hallucinogenic properties and like cacao is definitely a medicine, but it's a beautiful heart opening medicine. So I wanted to just go and be connected even more to it. And so that connection was so deep there because they hold cacao so sacred. There's one woman, the priestess, the cacao priestess, and I don't know if you remember her like official title, Mary. It's like, it's not Sarushka, it's like Sura. I don't forgot what it is, but her name is connected to that. And just her smile, her name was Guadalupe, Lupe, and it's just like her smile, her being like, I don't speak Bri You don't speak right. Bri I right. assume. But we had Bri then to Spanish, then to English as a translation. But she shared like, you know, to serve cacao is to be if, of service and open heart. But you just communicated through, I don't know, just through nonverbal, just yeah. you know, feeling resonance. That was amazing. So meeting her was so powerful. And then grinding the cacao there on the sacred stone that's pulled from the river, you know, like just the, I don't know, just the sacredness of all of it was just so powerful. And like their joy, like their joy and their connection to, to all of nature. And I found that so powerful. And then that also that, you know, ceremony is very deep for me. Like I love ceremony and always, you know, it doesn't have to be any kind of sacrament either. Like it, it could just be, I love sitting in sweat lodge or, or even, you know, whatever ceremony it is. And, and so we got to live in their ceremonial space, which is shaped like a conical hut essentially, and, and actually represents their cosmovision. There's different layers to it. And at the top is where Cebu lives and which is this being of, of creation. And then we were just being energized by this yeah. amazing ceremonial space that we hung our hammocks on. And for whatever it was, you know, slightly uncomfortable-ish, maybe more than uncomfortable to sleep, um, more than made up for, which is all the amazing energy and magic of it. And, you know, I was sitting there, the I think the last day, just lying in my hammock and visualizing like what, what do I want? I had been like Costa Rica had been kind of like calling to me. I'd been there a couple different times and never been to the Caribbean side where we were. And then I just wrote this whole page about what did I want with this property? And it was like, you know, want to be steps from the water and be able to walk or ride a bike to yoga or restaurants and, you know, be in this place that feels in harmony with nature and the community and, and luxury, but not over the top. And all these other things too, about like bring people together and, and how do we create amazing things together there? And what would that look like? So this entire page and felt really clear on it. And then, <laughs> you know, 
you know the rest of this story and it's still developing so we'll see where it goes but it seems to be so in flow when we did finally get back you know i only wanted a massage we stayed at this you know really nice property yes. and i'm like all right i booked us a massage you're like yes and and you know you're like laying down on the sheets i'm like oh yeah so nice. oh man yeah. sheets the whole thing yeah i know for me yeah. it was uh something cold the ice cream yeah. when, how we yeah, our first right. stop back was ice cream and i was like yes and the place was called everyone that was called d light d-e-e dash l-i-t-e first yeah, stop that, yes and oh i was delight i was definitely game for that i was ready for yeah no refrigeration no electricity i really tried to be off my phone as much as possible even not having my music on or whatever because mm -hmm. then that kind of like brought you back into a little right. bit of it right uh, i think maybe once or twice I, I used my music there during the five nights but it was like just not having a schedule was really powerful yeah. right like you're just like okay you know this is this is amazing and then like you know we're gonna go for a hike but the hike is four hours so it's like yeah. all right so go get, go get yeah. your stuff <laughs> some of them didn't think that we would make it which is really fun and that was you know, funny and we were really entrusted like so they had these different layers and levels of trust that they open up more and more to and so to the fact that we were able to go that high up into the mountains was really powerful too so it's a sacred mountain and and so it's a four-hour hike but on the way there is this amazing pristine river that you you know lay in and play in and just like you drink water out of it and like I told my daughter this when I came back, she's like, what? You could drink out of the river? I'm like, yes, that's yeah. what it's supposed to be. Like, this is, yeah. you know. We, we were great. really like, it's how I believe this is what real nature living is, right? The no electricity, you basically go to bed when the lights go out, when the sun right. comes up, you're ready to dark. rock and roll. Yeah, because it was so dark. N night full of beautiful stars, of course, and mm -hmm. all the all the critters. And then the bathing and drinking out of the river was actually pretty amazing and remarkable and so refreshing. And I know some of you might be like, oh, wow, I don't know about that. But it was like something I definitely looked forward to when we would go to do it. And then shall we talk about the cosmic egg? Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I'm, I'm meditating in the river, just kind of sitting there. And, you know, I have the, the river's flowing pretty well. And my, my hands are like, I'm not like digging around for rocks. I'm like, oh, where's my rock? But my hands are just kind of there floating around. And then all of a sudden this rock just sort of comes into my hand and it's shaped just like an egg. I have a little random cosmic egg here, but it's literally shaped like this egg. And I, and I grabbed it and I started meditating with it. You know, a lot of traditions think of a cosmic egg as the, the universe itself, like breaking open as well. Mm. And I asked the, our guide, you know, for the permission, if, if I could, you know, have this. Yeah, permission's a big thing there, too. And, yes. and it's great. Sometimes yeah. I'm like, ask for forgiveness, but this is ask for permission. This was definitely an ask for, I, I agree with you. I'm also an ask for forgiveness. And, I, and in this situation, I was very, very aware of ask for permission. Yeah. And I think one of the biggest compliments that I think I can say for us as a group that I could appreciate from their end, too, is for them saying they appreciated that we actually were very respectful. You know, we didn't come in feeling like, we were entitled Entitle. to anything. We were very, yeah. we were very much asked all the questions and asked if we could take a rock from the river. And yeah. I think that was really helpful. And I think they appreciated that, like that we weren't there to impose on them. And I think that was also part of it is being able to show up and, and come to participate and also to you know that we're, we're in their territory, you know, and not, not the other way around. And, and I think yeah. we were all really great about that. And it was yeah, such I mean, a magical experience to share. Oh, it was so magical. And yeah. then we did a culture share, which was 
you know, you were the star of that show, which they asked us to share, you know, a little bit about our culture. And I showed them, you know, I was born in Russia. So I showed them the whole Matryoshka doll and they're like, oh, yeah. you know, really, really cool. But you talked to them about elephants. Yeah. So what everyone should know is that with the Bribri tribe, they recognize the mother side as your clan. And so we were all somewhat prepped to come share a little bit about our mother's side. So my mother's side is Thai. And so my share was actually, I brought a fan that was done by a Thai artist where he painted these elephants on this fan. And I also had them like on my pants, on my clothes. And the village that we were at with the Bribri actually was very reminiscent for me of my family village in Thailand. My family is from the north of Thailand in the outskirts. So where my mom and even my brother and sister were born is this really remote village that's very much like how the Bribri live now. That was my very first impression of like, oh my gosh, I'm back in Thailand is literally what it felt like from the buildings to the plants to the some of the things they were eating and just how they live. I mean, any of those men could have been my uncle. You know, I just remember thinking that a couple of times. I was like, wow, he really reminds me of my uncle. And so I'm sharing from the Thai side and what I'm explaining to them is, you know, for them, they carry these huge rocks. And and when when Yannick was talking about these stones and these rocks that they use, these are massive, guys. These are like the size of our couch, right? So think about a, a rock that's like the size of a giant ottoman or like a, you know, a small couch. And they have to figure out a way to pick these up. And so they, they use bamboo and they have a whole ceremony around how they have all the men come out and they take turns carrying this stone because it's so heavy. And then there's another larger stone on top of that that is used to actually grind the cacao or grind the corn. And so these are super heavy. And I'm explaining to them how in Thailand, you know, the way we would build houses and the way we would build is actually use elephants because elephants are so strong. Their their nose, right, their trunk can basically pick up a log and carry it. And they all stopped because they couldn't fathom what an elephant was. They didn't even have a word for elephant. So we actually had to stop and really explain what is an elephant. And at the end, it's a big horse. uh, Yeah, big horse. It's like, no. (laughs) And just to see their eyes. And we talked about this later. Like, there's never, ever going to be another time when they're learning about an elephant for the first time. Yeah. So what else is my elephant? They're like, ah, yeah, we've heard. (laughs) We know what that is. What else you got for us? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And I think the fun part was afterwards, I remember taking one of the guys because he was still asking me about elephants. And I was like, well, let's see, you're about five, 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 six. I was like, you could be a leg of an elephant. And so the four of you and they were just like, right. Wait, what? And like just yeah. fathoming that like your body is like just yeah. the leg of an elephant was also very, very yeah. mind blowing for them. And then I loved that I brought some trail mix for them as well. And you're all going to laugh because in my mind, I was like, oh, let me tell the the translator that like she can tell them if you guys don't like it, you don't have to eat it. But they mm-hmm. ate it so fast and were asking for more that it just made me chuckle. And I was like, just the right. This is something new and different. They haven't had dried cranberries before. So it was it was a new experience and and they were so open to it. That part was such a fun, fun thing to share the the cultures and. And, yeah. and just see them light up and see them so interested in, in who we are as well. And I think that's such a beautiful and an important part of community and connection. Totally. So, yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's an interrelational kind of, you know, you're sharing. Like you said, we didn't show up to, to take. And at the end, you could see it. It was so meaningful. Like, I think one or two yeah. of them were crying as we we're leaving. Yeah. It was like, it was like yeah. so beautiful because 
you know, they, they hold us so deeply in their hearts as soon as they welcomed us in. It was incredible. Yeah, it was really beautiful. I also like that they didn't have, I think we talked about this, they don't have a word for alone, like how beautiful that is. And also there's really no privacy, right? Like there are no doors on anything. So that was also an interesting experience because I think the first day we were all a little clunky. We were like, are we just changing right right here? Are we just right yeah. here? No, there's nowhere yeah. else to go. <laughs> and then by the end, we're like, yeah. okay, this is how it is. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But language is so important, right? Like I think, you know, again, as a copywriter, right? like your words create your world, but it's everything. It's your language. So obviously they didn't have a word for elephant, so they don't have that conceptualization. Yeah. But language, like they have language around what was something, because we talked about this, like Eskimos have so many words for snow, but there was a correlation for, for the Bri-Bri. And I think it was with maybe cacao. I can't remember about the the way cacao was served. And obviously they have a couple of versions of it. Like we, we learned the new drink with cacao, which was mm, like, yeah, uh, yes, the our, fruit. Our guy was like, oh. yes. and then she was so happy when they gave her this unique stick that made that drink. And it was yes. really cool. So uh, there's but, a stick, you guys, that's like a, it looks almost like the blades of a blender, like a middle part that's attached. Think of like an old school blender, but it comes from a tree. And you literally rub your hands together to move it like it's like it's a blender and yeah. we had juice from the cacao from that and it was delicious it was so yeah. refreshing and i think at the time we had it too it was like perfect time mm -hmm. <laughs> coming down from that mountain we were like please fruit <laughs> electrolyte someone <laughs> yeah it was incredible no it was an amazing trip so again i can thank you for being the cosmic catalyst on that mm -hmm. one of putting the you know right people together and creating that experience it was very memorable and super special for those of you that I haven't shared this with, when I was sitting with Grandmother Medicine at the end of last year, I had this this prompt that said, hey, this year you're going to the jungle and it's Costa Rica and lean into that. And I was like, OK, this year's the jungle, Costa Rica. And that was that was kind of the only two kind of messages that I got. So when. When the email comes over that, you know, it's the Bri-Bri tribe in Costa Rica, I went, oh, here it is. What do you know? Have the dates open. Look at that. It's fascinating that, you know, that you weren't like, oh, let me go Google jungle trips to Costa Rica. Right? You weren't like forcing it. It was. No, no. Waiting for the invitation. Yeah. 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 Which is part of my human design. All of you have heard right. me talk about human design before, which is for me, I'm a projector. So it's wait for the invitation. And and that was my knowing also of just being very clear as I sat with that medicine. I was like, oh, because I remember the shaman even saying to me, he's like, oh, I can recommend some places. And I was like, oh, no, no, thank you. I'm going to wait for the invitation to come. Yeah. And I knew it would show yeah. up. And sure enough, as soon as it did, I just laughed. It was just like, you know, your moment with your wife and kids where you're seeing the penguin and the you know, the polar bear and the ice. It's just a laughing moment where you go, yeah, thanks. Here we go. Just a, just another little wink from the universe. Yeah. So tell me about this puppet in the background. Is that a puppet oh, in the background? That is a puppet. Yeah. Oh. oh. This is this is Max. He's loosely based on my dad, who's a Russian immigrant and a hardcore marketer. So nice, he does all Max. What's the selling? Yeah. He's like, hello, Mary. Okay. Look at you with your big microphone. You pay for this? <laughs> nice. Max. Okay. More more puppets. More puppets. Do we get to see the sloth again? Yeah. So Max is the marketer. And then this is the basically the cosmic sloth of a thousand oh. suns. So Yannick brought stickers for the kids. And the stickers look exactly like 
that Sweet. little sloth of a thousand suns. Yeah, which is so great. And there's so many synchronicities. So I, I love that. I love the, the puppets. More puppets from you in the future, if I uh, recall correctly. That is true. I'm okay. working on something called Evil Schemes for Global Good, which yeah. does have some puppets involved. Yay. Stay tuned, guys. Evil Schemes for Global Good. And I'm telling you, the stuff that comes out of Yannick is pure fun and pure gold. So you can... Evil is an acronym for Evolutionary Visionary Impactful Legacy. Oh, of course it is. Because <laughs> that's how you roll. Yannick, thank you so much for being my guest today and for talking a little bit about our trip to see the Bree Bree and that experience. And of course, just who you are as a human in your evolution. I appreciate those shares. Folks, if you want more information, you can definitely find Yannick. Uh, it's Y-A-N-I-K silver.com. You can go there and read up. And uh, if you get an opportunity to come to one of the open, maybe Maverick camp events, they are amazing. They're connected. They are like nothing else in the marketplace because of the humans that show up the souls that show up and the magic that just naturally happens. We get lots of winks from the universe. At least I know I have. So I uh, appreciate that so much. Yannick, any, any other wisdom you want to part with or items we can, we can throw out there before we well, wrap today? Do you remember the number of the card that you pulled? 33. 33. That's right. All right. So I'll leave the homework, which would be the cosmic catalyst. Ooh, yes. The homework. Along. Yes. And then also there's a cosmic checkbox, which is an action item. What choice point am I facing right now? And what is my greatest why for navigating through it? That's your journal prompt. What choice point am I facing right now? What is my greatest why for navigating through it? Bonus is I would write it once with your dominant hand. I'd write whatever comes through with your non-dominant hand too. Write the answer with my right hand, but then also write it with my left. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Because that actually opens up your entire brain and you get even more wisdom coming forth. And then your cosmic checkbox, which is your action item, which is think of three past decisions that weighed heavily on you and map out the timelines from then to now. How has the decision served you, helped you and allowed you to evolve higher? So basically it creates more confidence in like that, you know, these things always mm. work out, especially when you're struggling with a certain decision, because whatever it is, then you can, you can go back and be like, oh yeah, I, I see how some of these bigger ones, how they led to this or this and, yeah. and so forth. So start mapping out the the timelines that happened after or what that created or what that showed up for or instigated. So yeah. that's your action item. Okay. With or without a puppet. I have no puppets, unfortunately. I have dog toys. That's Oh yeah. That's well there you go. That that works. Yeah. Actually my, my wife sent me I was just away where was I? Somewhere. And I mean people are gonna think I'm completely nuts, but that's a fine. But I had taken like three puppets because this is part of the beta test for the evil schemes for global good. And I left this other puppet. I left the Gonzo puppet. And so my wife sent me a picture of our dog with her dog toys and Gonzo laying there. And I'm like, what? No. Don't let the dog eat the puppet. That's great. Oh, Yannick, again, thank you for being my guest. I appreciate you so much. Thanks. So, so much. Yeah. Absolutely. Thanks, everyone. Tune in again next week as I do a solo show. And with that, may abundance walk beside you. May prosperity always go before you. And may joy always forever be on your path. Thank you for joining us on today's show. I hope that today's session inspires you to live an aligned life where you get to take complete ownership of your feelings and decisions to live in your truth. You can connect with me more at www.maryd.com. You can also catch us on YouTube at The Mary D Show. Head on over to Instagram and Facebook and type in at The Mary D 
and just look for the little blue check to ensure you're on my official page.